Ken Clinton, Intrepid Powerboats. How are you, my friend? Good, man. How you doing? I am doing amazing. It's another Friday in general. That's always good. Yet, it's an amazing day because it's another Friday morning that I have the opportunity to speak with you. And, of course, I hope you know that I mean that in all sincerity. It's great to hear your voice, brother. Same here, Judd. Game on. Game on. There you go. I was just refreshing. Uh, I watched it again. But, well, both, I should say. The um, the Rendezvous, the Intrepid Rendezvous video. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. That yeah, looks... That was, that was great. Yeah, the Rendezvous was so much fun. You know, it's so cool when you're able to get, you know, everybody that has something in common, which is, you know, loving Intrepid Powerboats and being part of the Intrepid Nation and you know, being able to catch up on all the cool trips and fish they caught and just uh, being able to see everybody again was awesome. I can only imagine. Uh, I'm in general, but then, of course, uh, after, as you touched upon, in about two-thirds of the way through when you're speaking to them at what looks like a, a second-day dinner or something to that effect, and how you reiterate that message that you have at the beginning of that recap, uh, YouTube recap, where you're talking about their passion, how they represent the brand, how they are, they are what drive you to innovate and do what you do. Yeah, I mean, when you go to an event like that, they really fill your tank, you know. And when I say fill your tank, from an emotional standpoint, they really inspire us. You know, they talk about the brand with such, you know, verve and, and, and they just get you so excited about what you do. You know, don't get me wrong. Every day when we come here, we're blessed to come here and we love building boats. But a lot of times you can get caught up in your own fishbowl. Yep. And when, when people outside of that fishbowl start talking about how amazing our boats are and how they love it and the passion, it really just gears you back up and so when you come back to the factory you're just ready to take it to the next level again right absolutely and i'm sure even from the that rendezvous uh i'm sure you walk away potentially i would imagine with some you know some new potential innovations or concepts which can come just in passing from you know just as you said you're a genius at what you do uh, your entire team you are geniuses at what you do that being said as you put it you get caught up in your own fishbowl it can just take. It can just be a brief taking a step back, taking a deep breath, and having this passionate, intrepid nation. By the way, I love the flags that are waving on the boats at the beginning that are intrepid nation flags. <laughs> that's that's rock star, dude. I I'm I uh, if possible, I would love to get one of those. <laughs> Thank you very much. But um, just to me, compliments to you, and the fact that you do are able to have a an intrepid powerboats rendezvous you have people that literally travel many many mi miles distances to participate in this and be a part of it and i'm sure it's one of the highlights of their year i mean that speaks volumes about you the brand and what you guys do well you know when you started talking about how we get inspired and, and how we come up with you know new inventions or things to make boats better I actually brought up a, an instance, a, an example of that during the rendezvous when I was giving my speech to the, to the intrepid nation that was there. And I said, look, you, know, you guys are the designers. We just figure out how to do it. 
mm-hmm. and I brought up an example of a, of a customer that, you know, was joking with me one day and he said, you know, not everybody that you build boats for Ken is six foot two like you. And he said, short people have money too. And we laughed. <laughs> you know? and, and one of the things that we talked about is, you know, he, he said that he just wished he had better visibility over his console. So I had built him a step box for him to be able to get that better visibility. But I knew there had to be a better way. And he was right. You know, there's, there's a, people come in all different shapes and sizes and ergonomics are so important. And I think it's something that our industry does poorly uh, in general. And I, I got with my team and I said, look, I want to do a recess into the cockpit sole that we can actuate uh, the, the area right behind the helm at the push of a button that will lift and raise anywhere from four to five inches to be able to change that line of sight. Because the other part, you know, when you do a step box, you know, what happens when you change helms people and, you know, the next guy's tall and, and it's uncomfortable. So being able to just at the push of a button regulate the height of the cockpit sole, uh, depending on who's at the helm, is really a cool uh, invention that we did. And uh, it's a hit. It's a huge hit. And it was inspired by our customers and their feedback. Right. And also to him, simply adjusting almost in passing comment. And though, but you take each and every one of those seriously into heart and then realize, I, I would think you might realize like, why hadn't I thought of that? But those are, there, and there are so many of those, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's really one of the biggest things, you know, that separates us from a lot of other manufacturers is, you know, we have that direct relationship with our customers. So it's not like we get information third and fourth hand through a dealership network or you know, we're sitting with them and we're talking to them and we know their wife and their kids and their, you know, and how they use the boat and what's important and what's not important. And when you're able to mine that data for your next boat, uh, it really shapes the design. And that's why we continue to have hit after hit because we listen. And speaking of hit after hit, the 407 Nomad FE. 427. 427, sorry. 427 Nomad FE. Yeah, it's the bomb. <laughs> there you go. It's the bomb. It looks like the bomb. I've watched the video a number of times. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's it's super cool. So th- this was a boat that, here's a prime example. So I leave the Fort Lauderdale boat show, and during the boat show, I had a customer come to me and say, you know what, I want a 407 Nomad, and I want parts of the FE and I want parts of the SE and I want you to make me this hybrid. I agree to do it. And I'm driving home from the boat show and I'm running through my head how I'm going to put this boat together. And I start thinking about, you know, should this be a, a new model instead of just a one-off? So a couple of days goes by and, and we start looking at how we're going to piece this boat together. And I thought, you know what, let me think about some of the other things that I heard at the show. And I heard people asking me, can we do quad engines on a 407 Nomad? And, and you can't. The boat's not set up for it. So then I said, you know what? Maybe maybe I need to do a wider version. And if I do a wider version, I can also take care of the people that have issues that want quads that I can't do. And one thing leads to another, and that's how the 427 is born. And I ended up taking the hull bottom of the 438 Evolution because – the attributes that it has are fantastic for a lot of weight on the transom. 
and I knew that we were coming out with the new 600 V12 Mercuries that are 1,300 pounds a piece. Wow. So we were able to cover a lot of bases. We, we came up with a hybrid that was part FE, part SE, hull side platform from the 477 Evolution, um, a whole new transom that we've never seen before, be able to go to quad engines if it's 450s or we can even go triple 600s that are at you know 1300 pounds a piece wow so we really checked off a lot of boxes and uh you know and when you do that in in your head it makes sense because of all the feedback from your customers but at the end of the day they're the ones that decide whether or not it's a success and we debuted it at that rendezvous and it was a huge hit fantastic congratulations Thanks. This sounds like it's this sounds like it's one of those that's up at the top of the list with respect to each of the models that you've created. This sounds like it's quite it was quite an intensive work of art. Yeah, and look, every boat we come out with, they say, "Ken, I think this is the best boat you guys have done yet." <laughs> right. And, and and look, that's the goal. I mean, every boat that we come out with, I I better hear that, you know, because if I don't hear that, that means we we either went backwards or we just stayed and plateaued and we don't plateau. We have to get better every time. So to hear those type of comments really, once again, fills our tanks emotionally uh, when we come back to the plant to gear up for the next project. And how, with respect to the initial success that you've seen when it comes to looking at the numbers, how many have you already, how many of the uh, 427 have you already sold? About 10. And how does that compare to other new releases that you've had? I would say it's about the same. We are really blessed with a group of very enthusiastic customers that are waiting for the next big thing. Mm -hmm. And um, when we finally get it released, you know, in some cases, you know, we have five or six ordered before we've even, you know, started laying up the hull just because they've seen the renderings and they're excited and they trust us. They know that we're not going to build anything that won't meet their expectations. And that's, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, but in the same token, having that trust is huge. And I'd say 60% of our production schedule is repeat buyers. So that tells right. you, you know, they just, they come back because they do trust us and they want the next big thing. And, and, uh, you know, right now we're sitting on an $81 million backlog. <laughs> That's amazing. Is, yeah. It's fantastic. You know, just to have that support, to have that backing of our customers. And, uh, it really opens the doors to allow us to continue to press on our innovation. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And have you ever had a moment similar to this with respect to this sort of backlog in intrepid history? Yeah, I have. I, I, I've had it years ago. Um, we were at a point where there wasn't a lot of customer, I mean, excuse me, a lot of other manufacturers doing what we do. You know, we were one of the only crazy guys out there building all these big boats without boards. So we were the only game in town. And I would say that we were up to like a hundred million dollar backlog at one point. I remember actually, uh, I built, look, this is a long time ago and we were smaller then, but I remember a 377 walk around that we used to build. And at one point I had a three year wait for that boat, which wow. was 
insane. And, and it was funny because, you know, we would watch the backlog grow on that model. And, you know, it got to a year and we went, ah, nobody's going to order anymore. And then it was like a year and a half. <laughs> it's like, yeah, people are going to start turning away and not giving us deposits. Then it went to two years and two and a half years. And it just got to the point where we went, this is ridiculous. You know, it's, it's amazing how bad that they, they want that model. And there wasn't any other choices, you know, out there. We were the only game in town. And with respect to, so when you look at an $81 million backlog, how far out does that go? That's probably 14 months, okay. 14 to 16 months, you know, and, and it depends because I run different models on different lines. So some lines might be out a little bit more than that and other lines might be a little bit less depending on demand, but it's, it's pretty close to being even across the board. And so then, so you create this new work of art, the 427 launched now to, uh, with success once again, how soon is it before you might begin developing the next new, new thing with respect to uh, Intrepid? I'm already on it. Not, <laughs> only, not only are we on it, I've had it drawn for about you know three months already. And basically what it is, and I'll even let the cat out of the bag, awesome. is it's a 427 SE version. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to take the existing 427 FE, and FE stands for front entry, which is the front of the console actuates open and you're able to go down to the head compartment. For those who don't know what a head compartment is, it's the bathroom in a boat. So that's inside the console. With the side entry, the side entry, we're gonna take away that forward lounge that you see up there. It's still gonna have the wraparound forward seating with the backrest, but there's a separate forward lounge with storage inside that's also a insulated fish box we're going to remove that we're going to move the console forward and the head compartment forward enough to be able to two, do two rows of seating because that's the other request that we got is if we could do double rows behind the console and where everything is positioned at this time you can't but with the new model we'll be able to do that and uh presto changeo we'll have the 427 se next and when will that come out um, I'm hopeful that we can have it done in the next few months. Um, it's a it, we've already begun doing it, and we're still you know wrapping up loose ends on the uh, FE tooling as well. But I would say it a few months to be able to do the tooling, and then another three months to build it. So roughly six months, hopefully, we'll be on the water. And you already have orders on that one, right? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and did uh. Was there a specific member of the Intrepid Nation that inspired this next new SE? Yeah, I think it's more of an overall bunch of requests. You know, it's people looking at that particular boat going, hey, can you do two rows? Hey, can you do two rows? And, and when you start looking at it, um, you can't because of where the seating is and, and where the, aft, the size of the aft cockpit so you get, you hear, you know, about 10 times, can you do two rows? And that's when I go, okay, I need to figure out how to do two rows. And, and that's when I kind of sat back and said, you know what, I'll, I'll remove the forward lounge, uh, separate lounge. I'll shift everything forward. I'll move the head compartment. That'll give me the aft cockpit space. I need to be able to do two rows and still have the premium helm seat cabinet. And uh, presto change over there. 
Fantastic, man. How many or what? Sorry, let me uh, repreface that. What is the most in, say, for the sake of conversation, a single year number of new models that you've done? Well, I remember at one point, like three years ago, I think I did like 11 boats in a little over a year. Wow. And it was just, yeah, it was a lot. It was, it, it almost killed me doing it. And, and even more so with the guys that worked for me, but you know, we, we were on a roll, you know, we were just on this roll where we released the 345 Nomad FE and SE. And I remember coming home from Fort Lauderdale and during that boat show, I had people say, when are you going to do the, the next Nomad one size up? And, uh, I was driving back from the boat show up to Tampa. And I thought to myself, you know what, the 375 hull, the open that I do is the same beam as the 345. I bet you I could just take the deck of the 345 and I could cut it, I could spread it, and I could add this option and that option, and, and it would it would create an SE and an FE. So I got back to the factory. I got with my right-hand man, Sean, and, and my uh, VP of engineering, uh, Richard, and said, look, I got this idea. I think we can do this down and dirty. And, and sure enough, we, we did it. We prototyped the whole boat off in the corner of our assembly building and literally had it debut at the Palm Beach Boat Show just three months later and, and as two more versions right away. So, you know, a lot of times you can, you can take some things that you have that are existing and because of the talent pool that we have, you can cut it and stretch it and move it and twist it. And, and, you know, I've got a team of people that some of the most amazing craftspeople in the world. And, um, they, they helped me make the vision become a reality. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, to do 11 in a year, that's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was just like one after another. And we had, you know, simultaneous models going at the same time and, you know, tooling would be doing one, we'd be doing another one in assembly. And uh, it it paid off too. You know, we we ended up basically refreshing our entire model lineup, and uh, you know, our customers paid us back with sales. Of the forty percent uh, on average that of um, of Intrepids, so let's say for the new four twenty seven, of the forty percent that are not repeat uh, or you know already current members of the intrepid nation what percentage of those if you're able to know but maybe just guesstimate are referrals from people from the intrepid nation yeah i would say almost all of them i mean wow. everybody that we sell a new boat to is is you know i was out i had brand xyz and i was out on my buddy's intrepid and i had no idea how much better your guys boat ran you know and, and or you know, we were coming back from the Bahamas and I was in my brand boat and my buddy was in an intrepid and the seas got really rough and we had to back way down so much so that, you know, he got back home and was cooking on his barbecue <laughs> out back before we even made it to the dock. And we said, that's it. You know, we, we need an intrepid. <laughs> that's amazing. So almost, so of the other 40%, a hundred percent of those are from are referrals from the intrepid nation. So that makes up the hundred percent. So literally, because you are so good at what you guys do and you are so committed to your customers, your clients, the intrepid nation, and them not only being the 
the driving force for your innovation and what you create, how you create, why you create, because you love it and that passion for it. But they also, to a certain extent, because of that passion, it's full circle. They're, for the sake of conversation, your sales force as well. Yeah, they are. They're everything. I mean, they, they're the designers. They're our salespeople. They're our best critics. You know, they, and it sounds corny, but the Intrepid Nation is everything for us. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even exist. That is, that's such a testament to what you guys do and how you do it. And I know that you don't need me to tell you that, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing. There are very few companies on the planet in your industry or any industry that, that can make that claim, that know that. Uh, in every fiber of their being, that it's about their client base that uh, represents and is as tantamount to the business as um, as Intrepid Powerboats has. So kudos to you, my friend. Thanks, man. We're we're very lucky to be able to get up every morning and come do what we love to do, and it's because of them that we can. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, so. I know your time is limited. You're slammed. And a few more questions. What? Uh, so what are the upcoming months along with the new one that you're uh, already working on? But what else is do you have in the upcoming months that are uh, that are exciting for you? Shows? What else is on Ken's horizon? Yeah, actually, we're going to be up in Hyannis uh, next week. Uh, I'm not going with my VP of sales, Alex Rizzo and Joe Brennan is going to be up there. We're going to do the Newport boat show shortly thereafter. I think it's in September, October. We have the big one, which is the Fort Lauderdale boat show. And, and then we'll uh, head towards February where it'll be the, the other big show, which is the Miami boat show, which yep. we're super excited about because we're going back to the convention center where it used to be and where it all started. And, uh, that's that's exciting for us because people love seeing our setups inside you know you don't have to worry about weather it's air conditioned you know people can relax and have a good time and the boats always look so good underneath those lights right that's good yeah that's going to be exciting and then also i'll send you an email on it there's uh, someone oh one of our uh, partners tropic ocean airways the seaplanes they turned me on to there's a significant new show coming up down in the uh, Caribbean around the uh, Virgin Islands that, uh, yeah, that you might be interested in. I'll, uh, I will mention that to you. And then also, uh, while I have you, is uh, circling back to the Intrepid Nation and the um, amazing conversation we were just having on them. I do think, and we had traded some email, emails on it, it would be so beautiful to create for them that gift of like a hardbound Intrepid Nation, you know, book so to speak yeah i think i think that's a cool idea and you know any anytime that we're able to give them something that they can experience that intrepid feeling especially when they don't have the opportunity to be on their boats i think they enjoy it uh, yeah i would think so i would think so i would love to bring it uh bring it to fruition with you and who knows perhaps in time for the holidays one other, uh, speaking of the Virgin Islands and the Caribbean, one other quick question too is, off the top of your head, what percentage of the Intrepid Nation are like die-hard sport fishermen? How many Intrepids are used in some of these big, amazing sport fishing tournaments, whether it's down in Cabo, you name it? I think it's probably a smaller percentage than you would think. If I had to guess, I'd probably say about 20%. 
most of our customers, about 20% of the hardcore where I, you know, I'm doing hooker sea chest, pressurized bait wells, and tuna tubes, and, and all these crazy uh, setups because they're hardcore. But I would say the majority of our customers like a boat that's really ambidextrous that does both very well. You know, most of the times when I sit down with somebody and we do a design session, they talk about, you know what, on Saturday, I want to be able to go out with the guys and fish hard. And then Sunday, we might go out to the sandbar and anchor off and just, you know, hang out and, and have a few drinks and chill. And, and they love having that boat that has that balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's probably what the, the biggest percentage is. Okay. It seems, uh, it does seem that way. Ken, thank you so much for your time, my friend. I, uh, I hope you know how grateful I am every time we get to speak and how much I walk away from every conversation that we have. So thank you and congratulations again on the, uh, on the 427. What, uh, what an exciting time, man. What an incredible year, that you, year, year and a half now, if you want to call it that, uh, just about, that, that you have had. Um, just with the the industry going through some of the shocks that it went through, which uh, in correlation with the pandemic and just the pandemic in general. So congratulations, man. No, it's cool, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you digging what we do and, and uh, giving us the exposure. Have an amazing weekend. And I'm definitely going to follow up with you on my Intrepid Nation flag. Sounds good, man. Game <laughs> on, brother. All right, Ken. Take care, man. All right, take care. Bye.